1: G'day mate, and welcome to a special edition of the, I'm sorry, I tried to do an accent and I don't know
2: if it worked. Didn't work. It didn't work in conceit nor execution.
1: <laughs> welcome to the podcast, uh, it's the Advanced Analytics Podcast, delayed NBA Finals, crow-eating edition. My name is Guy Williams, I'm joined by my brother Paul Williams.
3: How's it going?
1: And uh, I said how's it going. Uh, good.
2: Okay, good. I'm good too, Paul, for the record. And we're yeah.
1: also joined by JT.
2: Top of the world, my beloved Bucks, brought it home. <laughs> Vengeance for Yanis.
1: <laughs> it's time for Advanced Analytics. So we, we need to eat some crow, I think, straight away. Paul, you were the least bad on this, but I mean, I was definitely very critical of Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday, who obviously had a pretty exceptional finals. I mean, they had some weak swats, but they, they came through in the clutch. And JT, you just absolutely crapped. No, um, I'm not
2: eating crow. I'm not eating crow. You need to eat crow. <laughs> confirmed crow. <laughs> I don't need to eat crow because here's what. No, I need to eat a little a little hoser crow, which is the fucking worst. That's pure feathers. That's not. That's like no crow meat at all. That's just <laughs> beak and feathers and claws. So buttonhoser, I'll get to. I'm not eating Giannis crow. Everything I said said about Giannis still remains. No, it doesn't. He is horrible to watch. Horrible.
1: No, no, no. You didn't just say aesthetically he was bad. You said the Bucks would be better with
2: him coming no. off the bench. Yes, and I, and I, I could not, okay, <laughs> I could not have foreseen that Blake Griffin, right, the Nets were able to shut Giannis down using Blake Griffin. I, I could not have foreseen that a professional basketball team could not match Blake Griffin's athleticism and defensive ability.
1: So this is my observation of the finals for you, JT. You, you put all your eggs in a Suns basket. You love the Suns. You called them early. And to your credit, like you did a good prediction there because I had no faith in the Suns. I thought I were going to lose in the first round. And they made it all the way to the finals. But then your bigger prediction was that Giannis sucks ass. And so when the Suns didn't prove your prediction right, you just turned feral on the Suns. You hated them.
2: The Suns choked, that's true. But I did always say that the Bucs that the Bucks had uh, f- for their t- their first five is way stronger than the Suns. Like it's not even close. They are. I so you wouldn't say
1: say, I wouldn't say the Suns choked. I'd say they outplayed. I'll give you my take for two seconds, and Paul, you can jump in because you haven't even spoken yet. It's time for you to eat a bit of crow too, maybe. Um, I'm enjoying this crow. I we rode a roller coaster, right? We love the Bucks round one, and we're like, why haven't we support this team our whole our whole lives? They drafted their players. They're they're a homegrown, small market team that swept the Miami Heat. They got revenge. They've got a bad backstory. The Raptors, the Heat, they're coming on the revenge. And then they hit the Nets and they were so bad against a team that was severely weakened. We were like, we hate this team. And then they were almost even worse against the Hawks, who shouldn't even had any business of being there. And we were down on them. And then somehow, magically, I don't know what they did, but somehow in the NBA Finals, the Bucks, who have just been struggling in the playoffs for three or four years in a row. It just all came together. And all of a sudden they decided to play to their best abilities and they won the NBA championship in spectacular fashion. Like Giannis was unbelievable. Um, Bud made good choices. Drew Holiday finally started hitting some shots. Chris Middleton was clutch. Like it was an amazing finals performance. And I'm happy to be wrong because that was entertaining.
2: Well, okay. Well, let me ask you this. Because I came prepared with one big stack. Paul, I don't think you should. I don't think Paul actually deserves to eat much crow. I got no crow to eat. And and also, I tell you what, you can you can you can take a man to crow, but you can't make him eat. And that's my yeah. I'm not. I won't be eating any crow <laughs> until you refute the statistic. Okay. Okay. Eastern Conference Semis versus Brooklyn. Giannis, admittedly, this is seven games. Shot thirty-one three-pointers, right? Yeah. And had twenty-eight turnovers. Now, who guarded Giannis most of the time? Blake Griffin, correct? Yeah, yes. Is Blake Griffin a good defender, historically?
1: No, 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 okay. no, especially now.
2: And what did Blake Griffin do to defend Giannis? Pack the paint. Gave him eight feet whenever he touched the ball. And I'll give you that stat again. 31 three-pointers attempted. Yeah. In the finals, Giannis attempted 15 three-pointers. Okay, that's my stat.
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> you just your cadence was weird there like it seemed yeah, like no, I was it, gonna anyway. say the
2: turnovers one but he actually had a heap, heap of turnovers not not he had 14 turnovers half why was Jay Crowder and Ayton guarding Giannis like he can shoot
1: okay C- yeah C- can you re- rewind rewind two steps because it was more like the Nets team defense it wasn't Blake Griffin on his own Blake Griffin contributed but I don't think Bla- Blake Griffin was playing like less than 20 minutes a game like there was other players guarding Giannis. Yeah, but
3: we're talking i think jt's talking more like from a tactical standpoint it seemed yeah. like brooklyn were sagging off him
2: yeah and blake griffin just stood in front of him unless he was but the he's one.
1: making it sound like blake griffin shut Giannis down Giannis was still scoring like 30 points a game
2: i reckon yeah, i reckon blake griffin got a lot of steals off Giannis. but anyway yeah, I'm, all i'm saying is they used blake griffin a bad defender in a much smarter way than they used well, it was, a much it more was, mobile defender.
1: It was, their, it was their team, it was their team defense and like they, 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 yeah, they played better as a unit but also I think Giannis just like, for a guy who broke his leg in half, he um, he elevated, man and like what, yeah, it was just, it was one of the most amazing things I've ever seen because I, I didn't think he was going to be, when we made the predictions before the finals, I didn't think he was going to be playing and if he was, he was going to be like a, a net negative because he was going
2: to be so injured. I'll tell you what really pees me off. i tell you what really pees my eye. <laughs> I hate how it's like an uh, like, um, anti-hipster view. Well, you, Okay, two things that I hate. One is, in basketball, basketball is like the most goldfish commentary ever. And I don't just mean like commentators. I mean, right from Nate Duncan down to your average Joe. People after two games are like, that's it, series over. And then two games later, they're like, Suns never had a chance. Like, they never said it before, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. But, no, no, no. but, but JT, it was. it's kind of unprecedented until this playoffs. It's not normal for teams to come back from 2-0 down. Like, when the Raptors did it three years ago, it was unbelievable. And now it just keeps on happening. It's amazing.
2: Yeah, well, fair enough. But that, my main point was, my, my thing that I hate the most is how it's like a cool hipster take to love Giannis now. To be like, oh, basketball guys don't even know what they're talking about. He's, he can't shoot. I maintain all his weaknesses are still weakness. He played the most amazing you can play for a horrible game, and I'll give him that. No,
1: no. <laughs> he scored 50 points in a closeout game to win the NBA finals, but we haven't heard much from Paul. We'll go to you, Paul. What, what, what were your takes on the finals or what we've been talking about?
3: Uh, I just want to say that what, I think what I said about the Bucks was that on paper they were much stronger. Mm. Four All-Stars and P.J. Tucker is an elite team.
1: They don't have four all stars. Giannis,
3: Middleton, Drew,
1: Lopez is four all stars. Okay, only only Giannis and Middleton were all stars this year, and Lopez is was washed. He was like they got him on like a minimum.
3: Lopez is, I reckon Lopez is the secret weapon to the Bucks and has been for the last few few years. I can't believe he's not on Team USA right now. They could use just shot blocking and threes for a, a center is is liquid gold. And I can't believe didn't the Lakers not take him? Uh, the Lakers might have cut but, him. Yeah, the, the,
2: Lakers, no, the Lakers let him go after he started shooting threes. Yes. Insane.
3: My dream player is a Jaron Jackson Jr. Blocks and threes, or Miles Turner. Blocks and threes. Or Brooke Lopez
2: is the founding member of it. Um, Paul, is it, is it something about a big man that can shoot and block that means they can't rebound? Because it's crazy Jaron Jackson can't either.
3: <laughs> yeah, well, possibly. Um I, I, I got annoyed when people were ragging on Paul Zinger so hard for not getting rebounds. The guy's a three-point shooter. He's tall, but I don't know. Cut him some slack. Um, but he's not
2: shooting three points on three pointers on defense, though. Yeah, yes, but he's getting ready to. So,
1: so, Paul, you're a big Suns fan going into it. Not really.
2: I, oh. I, I kind
1: of. Oh, JT, like... you're a big Suns fan. How you must nope. be gutted about the Suns. No.
3: My stance was I, I quite liked both of them. Yeah. I didn't really mind who won. I wanted it for Chris Paul. No, but...
1: Yeah, I think, I think we all loved the Suns for a period of time there, and we were very high on the Suns, and they kind of capitulated. But I just want to talk briefly about Chris Paul, because he is a player who's had like kind of a, a cursed career, and we were all quite excited to see him make it to the finals, and, and same with Devin Booker as well. And then in the finals, I definitely turned on Chris Paul and Booker pretty hard. Booker for complaining all the time and Chris Paul for um, just kind of Chris Pauling, you know, just kind of doing his usual kind of bullshit a little bit. I I don't know. I just, I felt like we sailed on the Suns very quickly between the last pod and this. Just me? The The Suns were kind of very lovable
3: when things were going well. And when they were going bad, you're like, what are they doing? Frustrating to, very frustrating to watch. But um I think Monty uh, Monty Williams, I don't know if he like is tactically all there. Like he's I think he's like the king of doing motivational speeches (laughs) and being like, you know, these players are like my sons. Yeah. But I don't know if Yeah, I don't
1: know if that's that's a perfect example though. Amazing how that twisted, right? Because everyone was like the the sons have the coaching advantage with Monty Williams. We all mean Budenholzer when he um, used play random in games one and two, and it was used in the clip because it was so funny.
3: I'm still not saying Budenholz is off the hook. No,
1: no, I'm, I'm just saying it was quite interesting that Budenholz ended up out-coaching, you know, the guy who was a hero, like, a round ago. Guys, that's... We
2: actually passed the crow... pass the crow around. Let's get that <laughs> plate each because we, we all... Oh, Budenholz was a good coach. No! I, he is. Oh, no. I'm sorry. The, the bucks. The bucks. JT, I, I can't
1: believe no. I, can't, I can't believe JT's at, saying this. Yeah, but
3: look at the audio and how it's peaking when you yell. <laughs> um, can I say? Well, no, no, let, let, let JT go. finish the sentence. What's he going to say?
2: No, I'd love like to hear Paul's thoughts in case it's a think, something I haven't thought of. Oh,
3: no, I just think <laughs> I just think the bucks are better on paper than they than they played a lot of the a lot of yeah. the playoffs. Yeah. Is my theory.
2: Yeah. So here's my theory, which is maybe this is maybe a real hot take, and I would have never thought I'd believe this, but you know how. Basically, the Lakers last year, they just try and um, keep Anthony Davis and Conwell as long as possible, right? They just, like, know that they just, they'll just they win if Anthony Davis is healthy. So they just play um, what's-his-face, Dwight Howard, big minutes. Mm. I reckon Bud knew that Giannis can't – he, like, has only one trick in his sleeve, mm. but that he has the heart, which is, like, un- unheard of in the NBA, to just do your one unstoppable move over and over and over and never shoot but he could only do that for one series. So that's why they're like, buck strategy makes no sense <laughs> until you like, if you can get to the finals, then Giannis will just run up and down at the hoop for seven games.
1: Nah, I, 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 I kind of, while I enjoy hating on Giannis and some of his limitations, he really put it all together in the finals. And I thought he was much more than the, the driving and dunking player that James Harden had crapped on, you know, like this was a guy who was hitting fadeaways you know, finishing in traffic, he had kind of like that, like long two. Like if you leave him unmarked, he will hit a. He can't hit a three, but he can hit a long two. Like he, he really for fifty points, he really pulled out a full bag of tricks. It was exceptional to watch. I thought. But, oh,
2: and but, but let's remember the main throws. difference. Well, that was the main difference between the the th- series. The main. Key difference was that he was hitting what seventy percent or sixty five percent.
1: JT, you got to break that heart of Iceman and go Giannis in that final game. And what a narrative for a guy who was mentally broken by the Toronto Raptors because he couldn't make. any – from that day, he was he was an okay free throw shooter. He was like sixty to seventy five percent free throw shooter for his career. And then all of a sudden, the Raptors got him. They they were down. Uh, they were up two, and Raptors won four in a row. And he was broken mentally. And in the final game, the closeout game, he came right. He did. To, he did to the Suns what the Raptors did to him. And all of a sudden, he could hit his free throws again. It was a. It was like watching Jesus rise from the tomb after Lazarus. I don't know many Bible stories, but Lazarus was involved, and Mary Magdalene was there. It was amazing.
2: Yeah, I will eat another one. <laughs> Feather. I will. Eat. I will agree. <laughs> I think it actually is pretty awesome if you're like no one for not shooting free throws, and then you come back in the clutch moment that's pretty awesome and then the second feather but again I put this down more to Phoenix's bad defense but he was playmaking really well in the finals Hmm.
1: and what about Drew Holiday that's the crow I gotta eat because I thought he was piss poor all the way through the playoffs so I thought he was a big problem um couldn't hit shots and couldn't make layups and then in the finals like we all knew he was a good defender and like he I criticized him for for man-marking Chris Paul all out the floor. Boy, did that pay off as Chris Paul just ran out of wheels. And Drew Holiday just, like... It's not often that a steal is remembered as a highlight of an NBA Finals. I guess Bird stealing the ball that time. But, like, yeah, that steal and the pass to Giannis, like, that's legendary moments in NBA history right there.
2: Yeah, strong agree Drew. You're a big Drew man, aren't you, Paul?
1: Huge Drew, Drew Drew man. Happy for him. I,
3: my one complaint was... Um, in the post-game interviews uh, during the trophy presentation. (laughs) So they went Giannis, Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, and Bobby Portis. And I just felt bad for uh, – well, I would have liked to hear from PJ Tucker, who you know would have had an absolute (laughs) fire speech. And I wanted to hear from Brooke Lopez as well. And I thought, yeah, Bobby Portis, he's a fan favorite or whatever. Yeah. um, So
1: that's a a contrarian take because everyone was like complimenting, uh, was it Maria or whoever the the sideline commentator was for bringing on Bobby? Because everyone was like, Bobby, Bobby, they all wanted him. The story today about Bobby, do you hear the story today, JT? The story is that when Bobby was uh, 15 years old, he got sick of um, his mum's boyfriend um, being physical with her. So Bobby fought his stepdad and the family moved and then he was fighting for a better (laughs) life. It was one of those American stories where you don't know how much of it is true. Uh,
2: I don't mean to laugh, but it also like is that why Bobby Portis, an now grown man, thinks that the resolution to everything is fighting?
1: Nah, I think Bobby Portis until something bad about him comes out, which with like kind of um, loose units like he him,
2: assaulted he, his teammate.
1: No, he but he everyone assaulted agreed. a coworker. Everyone on the Bulls deserved <laughs> that. Miritich
2: deserved to get got. I, I don't that. know. I just have different, maybe different standards for the workplace.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but i must say that i thought it was one of the um the most enjoyable finals i'd seen in a while i didn't think the suns were that bad like they just got yeah just got out outplayed in the it, end like
2: Minnesota it was the 18 turnovers it. 18 turnovers in game four that's what i consider the choke it was
1: yeah. bad
3: okay right, let's move on well congrats <laughs> to the bucks <laughs> um hard luck to the suns yeah
2: we're just does- where does PJ Tucker's um uh, trophy day speech rank all time? It's got to be up there with ha ha ha, right? <laughs>
3: Wait, what's ha ha ha?
2: When Ka- when Kawhi did that oh. awesome callback when he's like ha, he's <laughs> what he's like, yeah, yeah, that's pretty awesome.
3: Um, well, the the PJ Tucker, if you haven't seen it, he he had a great um some great quotes about being dogs. Um, One of the
2: drunkest speeches ever given. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
3: yes, um, but that's what I wanted to hear <laughs> after the game, you know um but anyway at least at least he got a chance to say it on the um the parade day but uh do think P-
2: I've, I've, I've always felt PJ Tucker's all-time great personality but do you think that's uh, it's an like an overreach what I, I
3: like i like PJ Tucker's personality you know every time like even just from like the last few weeks the videos of him um you know giving someone some shoes or whatever he seems it's
2: like a, it's super uh, rare to be like the the tough guy, defensive guy, but also be like a real jokester.
3: Yeah. Um. What's interesting is before because we were possibly going to talk about our um studs and and duds of the season, I was just doing a quick Google to to look at what what other people had said were the most disappointing players, and I found a website called Sports Skeeter. And um, they put the five most disappointing players of this season. But this was written in May. And number one on the <laughs> list was PJ Tucker.
2: Oh, jeez.
1: Who was lovely. number two? No. That was when he was with the Rockets, maybe. Number
3: two was James Wiseman. Number three,
1: Kevon Looney.
3: Who had high hopes? I mean,
1: this is not a reliable website. But Sportskeeda is a funny one because it's one you always end up on. Do you know the site that amazes me? JT, you might know about this. About this. What the heck is Business Insider? <laughs> <And> why <laughs> Oh, they- yeah. Created an article about every... It doesn't matter what you Google, on the front page of Google, Business Insider will come up. They are masters of everything.
2: Yeah, I thought, I just always thought it was just like an aggregator site.
1: It's amazing. And okay. it's like it, most of net- the stories have nothing to do with business as well. They're just, always, they're just they're there.
2: Everything. Here's one for you, all you netheads out there. Have you ever Googled something real niche and then there's like maybe one or two hits on the internet and then like the third hit is like exactly this phrase that you searched, yes. but it's like at WordPress. And how is that? Do you know what I'm talking about? It's crazy. Like someone's asked it exactly. No, but they definitely oh. haven't. It's some way of taking what you've searched and like presenting it back to you in a, in a URL oh. and, and like putting it in the rankings of Google search results. It's nuts. Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I kind of get what you're saying where like, you yeah, you're desperately searching for something very specific. And there'll be, I, I've never noticed it with WordPress, but it'll, it'll come up as a hit and you're like, they've obviously cheated the system somehow. Like they've, they've found a way of like typing up an article with a bot in the time it was searched with what, I don't know. Yeah. Amazing. Science. Yep. Future.
2: Business, business Insider generated 30% more revenue growth in 2020 despite COVID-19.
1: Wait, wait, so, wait. For online web what wasn't COVID a, a positive thing?
2: Well, I'm just saying that. Obviously, Business Insider got the inside scoop on that one.
1: <laughs> before we
3: move on from the finals chat... but you were the one trying to move it on. Before we move on, <laughs> who was everyone's finals MVP, most valuable player? Oh, I'm going
1: to say um, Brook Lopez. No, Giannis.
2: JT? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think... Okay. I can't Games wait to Super see Bucks, what JT's uh, Nah. I actually think it was Chris Middleton. I think it didn't. They would have got. They would have gone in the next round without Chris. In the next round. And I think in the next round, I think they would have lost for that. Oh, next round. Yeah, not not the next round. Finals
1: MVP was just for the six games of the finals.
2: I think. Oh, I thought it was the whole finals. At like the playoffs. Like the whole playoffs.
1: You're really playing word games there. Nah, no, I think it's
2: just the finals.
1: A- and, you're, and you're right. You're right. Middleton, if there was an MVP for the Bucks of the Net series, then um, almost certainly Middleton, but in the finals, probably Giannis. Paul? Yeah, Giannis. Who's, the, who's your finals MVP? Um,
3: mine for the finals was Giannis Antetokounmpo. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah. Yeah. G- glad you shared that. That was nice. Okay. That's the end of finals chat. Yeah. What are you going to move into? Oh, I don't know. Something else.
3: Space Jam. Space Jam. We can review. Everybody get up. It's time to it's slam Space out. Jam. We got a real thing going down. Welcome to the Space Jam. We all know?
1: went as friends. JT, first reaction to watching the Space Jam movie.
2: Yeah, okay. Um, shit, really got to go back to the old memory banks. Um, hey, well, yeah. in that case, it's sometime during this podcast. So I'm going to have to check my phone, but I'm not being rude. I'm currently bidding on an Exocycle. <laughs> But <laughs> so I'll wait till it's someone else talking, but just so you guys know, I'm not being rude. Is
1: it a peloton? What sort of exercise? Nah, are you putting on?
2: Man, you guys like don't even know how crazy the world of secondhand exocycles is. The one I was looking at just now called the destroyer, but destroy what? It's by definition you're by yourself. Don't destroy yourself on this thing. No, nah, that's the. I think that's the angle. You're destroying yourself. Just like loving cycling so much, like it destroys you.
1: No, well, you destroy your body and that feels good. Like the pain is pleasure.
2: Okay, speaking of pain being pleasure, love Space Jam. <laughs> Loved it. I'm actually, I'm 100%, but I see it. Have you ever seen the YouTube series about how um, Jar Jar Binks is secretly working for the Empire in Star Wars? Yeah. 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 So I, I like, want to do a YouTube video about how LeBron is the villain of Space Jam and he never learns his lesson.
3: I'd agree with that. I found it very hard to, at one point, like during the climax, I was like, are we rooting for Don Cheadle or for LeBron? No, like, you genuinely don't know.
2: No, I, I was rooting for Don for Dom to go and live with Don Cheadle to have just like a better life and a dad that loved him and shared yeah. his interests.
1: Okay, okay. So if people don't know the plot, um, it's not a spoiler to say that um, it's in the trailer. LeBron's kid gets kid kidnapped, and his kid's name is Dom in the, I don't in, think the this film. Is in the film. It is, yeah, it literally is. His kid gets tra- well, you guys just spoiled it anyway. Um, his kid gets kidnapped, and uh, by Don chedel Chedel, whose name in in the film is um Algae Rhythm, which has got to be one of the worst puns of the year, and he's a, um, a Warner Brothers move uh, uh, algorithm who wants LeBron to star in all his movies because he thinks LeBron's going to fix his movies because he sees he's, he's got a good Instagram account. It is a shocking start and a terrible plot. And, but one of the funniest bits is at the start where they want to create LeBron a a, um, a a story arc. They make him start as a dick father so he can become a nice father at the end. And um, they don't judge the tone right. So he just genuinely comes on and is so cold and so mean to his it's son. It's a very funny
3: scene. That I laughed out loud. Yeah, was yeah, a very girls. funny scene. Yeah.
1: Not intentionally. Not
2: intentionally funny.
1: I
3: think it's intentionally
1: no, LeBron being real me. On, on
3: the court. I thought that was intentionally
2: funny. But didn't you find it almost like borderline uncomfortable at times? Yeah. The fact that LeBron has kids those age, it's like autobiographical, but it just cut way too close to the bone. Like, <laughs> I genuinely believe that um, LeBron's real life, what's the one, Bryce, the youngest one or the second one? Like, yeah. I think emailed that script, like wrote it and emailed it as like a desperate <laughs> last yeah, last cast to get his dad to love him it'll definitely
3: come out that like the script was written by a mysterious unknown person <laughs> showed, up, showed up on LeBron's doorstep Um, who had the access code to get into LeBron's house, they didn't have to
1: have the access code because they were already in the house so, so I, I thought it was a um, shockingly bad movie but I did enjoy as an NBA fan who has a bit of a back knowledge of, of some of the inside jokes. I don't want to brag about it, but I got some of the jokes they had in the film. Um, I don't know how many kids are enjoying, um, what's his name? The Knight, the night, was it Gary Knight, the Indiana coach? What was his name? Someone, Bob Knight, throwing a chair across the court. Like I don't know how many kids are aware of that joke. Maybe that's one for the parents. But um, I I loved every minute of the film. Like, I genuinely enjoyed like kind of hate watching it. So I would say it's a very bad film, but if you're a basketball fan... Two thumbs up. you got to go see it. It's canon.
2: It's so,
3: If you're a Space Jam fan, you're going to hate
1: it, I reckon. No, I'm a Space Jam fan. I,
3: and
2: if you're a Looney Tunes fan, you're a deranged idiot, and you shouldn't <laughs> really be going to the movies or doing anything. Who on this planet? Honestly, email me. Email me at number one at gmail.com and tell me who on Earth, child, man, woman, whatever, whatever you – whatever. Just, do you enjoy the, the, the japes and the gags of Looney Tunes? Is it so, not funny?
3: So on that note, five years ago, Patrick Patterson, currently playing for the Clippers, wrote an article about why they shouldn't make a Space Jam. You can read it on the Players' Tribune. And he, um, he pointed out that exact thing, that in the 90s, the Looney Tunes were super relevant and quite, um, you know, big in, in, in terms of the pop culture kind of ladder. And he says that kids these days don't really even know them. And so it would make more sense for them to go to like Bikini Bottom and um, team up with Spongebob and
2: Patrick. Um,
3: I would Patterson? love that.
1: That's not a bad idea. Yeah.
2: But that Patrick Patterson's onto it there. Because the only reason that they were famous in the 90s is probably because boomers had nothing else to watch, right? And they like... Well, I mean, and, and I guess a, a talking bunny is funny if you've never seen TV before.
1: I'm glad, I'm glad you bring this up, JT, because I have a theory that entertainment was invented in about 2008, and anything before then, don't get me wrong, they did achieve attainment, entertainment from time to time, but not frequently. So there's a lot of legendary shows from like 1992 that we all really enjoyed, like the Beverly Hilbert. Okay, that's from the 1950s. But, like, a lot of things we watched as a kid just don't hold up today at all because the bar, because of the internet, has risen so, so much that um, a lot of stuff was done before entertainment was invented or, for example, music that was released before music was invented and music was invented when people other than white people were allowed to perform it um, back in the day where people, you know, you two were the kings of music, you know.
3: What annoyed me about Space Jam 2, when we came out, I was like, oh, yeah, I mean, it was fine. But then after a few days, I started getting annoyed, thinking about how much I loved the original Space Jam Mm. and how kind of big it felt. Like, everything felt huge. huge. Like, the songs were number one hits, you know? I Believe I Can Fly.
1: R. Kelly was innocent at the time. Yes. Or at least not guilty at the time.
3: Yes. But... Like even okay, the soundtrack. I believe I can fly, fly like an eagle, Basketball Jones, Hit Him High, That's the Way I Like It. Welcome to the Space Jam. Mm. Okay. What was one song in that movie that comes anywhere cl- like I can't even I couldn't even I didn't even notice if there were songs in that movie. There was. But it's like the soundtrack should be um, you know, Drake, Ah Kelly, Jay-Z. Get him out of there. Um, Beyonce. Taylor Swift, like it shouldn't be this. Um, Wait, well, you don't want Taylor Swift on the Space Jam? Sorry, too. don't game space. Do, uh, sorry, Swift. I didn't mean. But I was just meaning like I want some star power on the soundtrack. Yeah, I get what you mean. And I want some star power in the in the movie. movie. Okay, so in the movie they had um, Space Jam, Bill Murray, Larry Bird. Um, you know, this one. Okay, Patrick Ewing, Charles Barkley. Yes, this one. They okay in the main kind of sidekick role. Paul, you're very
1: fired up about this. Who did they land? I like the passion.
3: Who did they land? Chris Davis.
1: The guy who doesn't even have a Wikipedia. By the way, while... while Chris Davis. While, while Paul's doing this rant, JT is bidding on an and uh, inside me. I was
2: actually... Because I was actually going to say, um, I know for... A f- I was like, little easy was in it. But then I was like, damn, I don't actually know who that is. <laughs> and then, so I quickly, quickly bought up the Space Jam 2 soundtrack, and Paul, I don't want to steal your thunder if this is what you, where you're Oof. going. What? But this is... I, I don't recognise, like... Any of these people?
1: Tell us, tell us the first few listings on the on the new Space Jam soundtrack.
2: Okay, we win by Lil Baby. Now I do know who Lil Baby is. He, no, he's a big deal. Are you thinking of DaBaby? Because Oh no, a... I'm thinking of da Baby, Yeah, it's not Lil, Lil Baby. Baby
3: is a much smaller deal oh, than DaBaby. Oh no, nah. that's
1: so funny. I was like, I know who da Baby is. He's on the Do a song. Now the next that's one. So funny, they tricked us.
2: Next, next one is another trick. Okay, because it's called Control the World, and and I and Lil Wayne's on it. I go, oh, Lil Wayne's pretty big. But Lil Wayne is the featured artist, and the main artist is someone, and I'm not making this name up. 24k Golden, but there's no e, so G O L D N. 24k Golden. Now, if you've got that as your rapper name, just think about how late in the piece you've br- you've made it, if that's the best name available. <laughs> that's like a name if you were trying to sign up to Gmail name now. <laughs> and you were like, I want to be 24 karat Gold, you'd be, like, stoked to get this one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Paul, you're the youngest yes. of us. Have you heard of 24K Golden? I, I have heard of him. But, that's, that's a good song. But I,
3: I, I wouldn't be able to tell you a song or anything. It's just the name is, is vaguely familiar. But I'll tell you what name isn't familiar. Chris Davis, who was the main <laughs> –
1: like, Back like Chris on Chris Davis.
3: Or even Kevin Hart. But just get someone a star. This is Space Jam, okay? So at first I was like, "Oh, they must have just had not nearly the budget." But I even like with inflation, um, changing the original one. Paul's
1: crunched the numbers crunched on the this numbers. guy's He's original crunched Space numbers. Jam:
3: one hundred thirty-eight million. Crunch numbers. A new legacy: one hundred and fifty million. Wow. So I don't know where that money was. I guess it's for the CGI or something. But um, like the Anthony. Okay, firstly. The NBA stars they chose Anthony Davis, the most unliked star mm. in the league. Like no one's like. No, I think a lot of people like. No Anthony one's Davis. favorite player is Anthony Davis. Kill her into eyebrows. No,
2: no one likes Anthony Davis. I'll tell you the the exact I'll tell you the, like the only people that for, like Anthony Davis. rule, not for personality. Exactly, and it's only the Looney Tunes, the one Looney Tunes fan out there. Also, has other poster as Anthony Davis.
1: Can I, yes. can I just defend Anthony Davis? I do think he actually has an okay personality, but you're right. People don't like him for it, but I think he actually's got an okay personality. Continue. Well,
3: get um the most charismatic, kind of funny players. So I, I like Clay Thompson, makes sense. That to was me. a great choice. And Dame Lillard makes sense because just because he's such a big star and, and he's he's lovable. But um but they must have filmed they must have been on set for one hour yeah. and then Gone to a um, voice booth for one hour on a different day. Yeah, because that's. Ins- Cause think about the first one. How private? Like how much um, the stars are in it. Yeah, you know they lose their powers. Charles Barkley goes. He tries to yeah. play someone one on
1: one, and he gets yeah. schooled. Oh my god. So so I so I, I agree. The script is horrific. I will say this though, Paul, and there's a big difference. Space Jam is essentially a kids movie. And when you watched the first one, you were perfect for it. You would have been, like, eight years old, like, right there in the moment. Whereas you're watching this one as a 20-something-year-old man. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not surprising you're going to hate this, whereas kids today no, will think this movie thing's... here is a, is a work of art. And then in 20 years' time, when they're making Space Jam 3
2: with Luca that you'll be like, they'll be like, "Oh,
1: I can't believe they ruined the one with LeBron. That was the classic, you know."
3: Nah,
2: I kind of disagree. Nah, Maybe. I don't. I'm I'm with Paul. So you- I I liked it, but it's it's not as iconic.
3: So you reckon in twenty years, Chris Davis is going to be like?
1: Huge no, no star. but no, I I just think that I just think the movie is bad, but like it's not that much worse than the. F- oh no, I- no, it's, no, it's a lot worse than the first. But I'm but saying, like, it, being a kid is a big part of it as well. But,
2: like, but I've got to, like, again, I'm a huge LeBron lover as a basketball player. But, I, again, there's a huge difference between Michael Jordan being in a movie and LeBron. Michael Jordan is the, was the like, the Michael Jordan was so famous at the time, it would be, like, the equivalent of Ronaldo, Messi, who's some tennis player, and LeBron all in the same movie.
1: We've had this argument before. I honestly think LeBron now is as famous as Michael Jordan was back then. Yeah, but
2: but again, you've got to differentiate. So this don't think about like say say we had a metric called total fame, right? And you'd go, and it was the this number is so of people.
1: Good. a metric called total fame. And, and it's
2: the number of people who know you are, who you are and recognize yeah. you, right? And you might go on raw volume. Michael Jordan at peak was two hundred million, and LeBron's two hundred million, right? Whatever. Yeah. But what you got to what you got to remember is it's about relative fame. And at the moment there are like thousands of people with mm. a huge amount of fame. And it's everyone is online so everyone knows everyone. And in the Whereas 90s Michael... there
3: was like four famous
2: people. That's right. And and Again, only one famous you basketball. States,
1: you, were, you guys were children in the 90s. So you no. guys di- you guys didn't know about the other lesser famous people. No. You didn't know about no. like the players who played for the Minnesota Pre- Timberwolves.
3: Pre-internet there was like, where did you even get your like celebrity stuff from, you know? It would be like the newspaper or whatever. And they were only covering the four celebrities, <laughs> which were Michael Jordan, Michael Jackson. There were two celebrities. I honestly
1: think LeBron has been like the most famous basketball player in the world for 25 years. He's quite a big deal. And you've got to remember the NBA now reaches into China, Asia, India more than ever before. I honestly think... LeBron's fame. And I hear you, I hear you. In America he's not as much of a god as LeBron was. And but I'm like he his fame would be equal and I wouldn't be surprised if this movie, even though it's an absolute piece of shit, does better because it'll reach into emerging markets and stuff like that.
2: Uh, oh yeah, and you make a good point, because obviously LeBron James shoes are like iconic and everyone around the world says like how they want to be like LeBron and they have it all by his shoes, right? No, you
1: you're honestly this is just an age generation thing, because I don't like LeBron. And I don't like his shoes, but look at every player who's new into the NBA this year. They their favorite player is LeBron, and they're excited to play with LeBron. Like he is the LeBron of his, he's the Michael Jordan
2: of his generation. No, Michael. No way. Michael Jordan's fame was like so unparalleled. Yeah, agreed. It, it it's
1: again. I say, how are you judging fame on number of people in the world?
2: Because on, on how relative at, at the time. How how like many people knew who Michael Jordan was worldwide. I so
1: LeBron but, would easily match Michael Jordan at that level, but just because of the internet and the ability for the NBA the to reach further. If
3: if in if in nineteen ninety, okay, what year would you say was the peak of Michael Jordan?
1: But ninety eight. Yeah, ninety seven. Yeah.
3: Okay, nineteen ninety seven. You you get um. A randomly select a thousand people from around the world. Yes. Okay. I
1: guarantee more people will know who LeBron Wait, James.
3: You show okay. You show them a photo of Michael Jordan. I just said his name wrong. It's in, LeBron James in a red uh, Chicago Bulls uniform. Mm. Okay. You select a thousand people randomly from around the world. Mm. You take LeBron James in, say, a uh, white. What's the most iconic? A white Miami Heat jersey. What? What's his most iconic so, uniform? So,
1: so what you're doing here is you're tricking people because LeBron's played for three teams. I'd say oh, right now, ye- saying, yellow, Los Angeles, more, Lakers. Okay,
3: okay. So you'd pick him. <clears throat> surely you'd pick him. In you're creating most- a
1: scenario to lead to your argument. No, okay, here's Who's a good His name is, is well known. I would right. say they'd be on a par. I definitely hear you guys. I definitely hear you guys. That Michael Jordan was a trailblazer and like a superstar that like defined superstars. But now LeBron in the modern era can reach further than Michael Jordan ever could.
2: But there's also more people on the earth. This there is was why time,
1: this... there was a time when Kobe Bryant, like, reached like almost Michael Jordan levels. You know, like it's like really interesting. Like, and LeBron will get surpassed by the next big thing that Luca, whoever's going to surpass well, him. You know? When
2: there's a movie by a Little Bow Wow so, about him wanting to be like LeBron, maybe then I'd consider it. Yeah. But also, <laughs> I'll just state that before Michael, before Jordans, what's the most fa- famous basketball shoe you've ever heard of?
1: Converse Chuck Taylor.
2: Not including the Chuck Taylor. I mean a specific players. Um,
1: Jordan had the first signature shoe, or besides yeah. Chuck Taylor. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Does oh, that, that, just, that not, not answer okay. argument? You?
2: you got jacked up
1: by that. The most successful show of all time.
2: No, not successful. Jordan created that. Jordan was so famous from the time he went into the league that he created. There's a whole product category really created around
1: him. It's really interesting that you think that um,
2: Jordan created that because Nike
1: helped. No, I'm, I'm saying Nike well.
2: created it around Jordan, but he was so famous even coming. He was such a commodity at year one. That yeah. they ha- that they created a product category off his fame,
1: and, and LeBron has hit like the similar levels of commodity, if not more, which explains why. Well, like the got- Bengals,
2: what does LeBron bring in?
1: Le- LeBron, well, LeBron's got to a-, a billion dollars faster than Michael Jordan. You know, like career earnings, like already surpassed. You know, like
2: inflation, though. <laughs> I
1: I'm, I'm, just- mean- I'm just saying. I- I- okay, I don't like LeBron. I don't I don't support LeBron. I prefer Michael Jordan because I was of the era I was born in. I was just saying to kids now, LeBron is. To Mike, is Michael Jordan of their generation, you know?
3: So, so you reckon, so think how iconic 23 is. Mm. You reckon...
1: Again, you're th- going to numbers. LeBron changes number. That's not a way to compare it. Well, okay. I'm just saying the number... What number does he got? <laughs> so, but
3: Michael this, Jordan's number. The six is going to forever be like... Kids were in, you know, six.
1: Honestly, kids born <laughs> in 2005 worship him like people worship Michael Jordan. I'm serious, yeah, yeah, just but that's like
3: J- they weren't they weren't alive. Just like kids I've
1: been before, alive for both. just like kids before <laughs> worshipped Dr. J, and who remembers Dr. J anymore? Like no one,
2: you know. Like, but that's why aren't you proving our argument that Dr. J was fa- was the most famous basketball baller? But he's nothing compared to how famous Michael Jordan was. Or and, is, or, or yeah, is, you know, Dr. And,
1: yeah. In 30 years' time, Michael Jordan will be remembered as, like, lesser again. Like, his fame will diminish, and then LeBron's fame will diminish, and someone new will come along. Anyway, it's it's a bit of a redundant argument, but I'm just saying you've got to think a little bit of how important LeBron James is to young kids today and how well he's known around the world. I disagree. In 30 years,
3: Michael Jordan will still be on the NBA uniforms, manufacturing them.
1: Yeah. End of that sentence, yeah, okay. You, Paul, you, you hate LeBron as well. That's another thing,
3: yeah, but but that that doesn't mean I can't be
1: so. I, so, objective. positives of this, positives of the Space Jam movie. I thought it was hilarious. The um, there's a few moments, right? I enjoyed the self deprecation of it to people like that, like uh, LeBron taking shots at himself or people taking shots at LeBron, Bugs Bunny giving him shit for forming super teams and stuff like that. And I thought there was one genuinely good scene in the office, when the security guard is giving the manager shit for losing LeBron James. I found that genuinely funny.
2: Yeah, that was great. I thought there weren't enough. I thought the funnier gags were more like the real deep digs at how he ruins basketball for his teammates. Yeah, you reckon? They should, yeah, they should have played up more than that. They could have, they could have been like a great Della Dover um, cameo. Like have him walking into the team to like save the tunes, seeing LeBron like making them all do fundamentals and turning around again.
1: The um, overall, though, like a, an absolute dog of a movie, and I wouldn't recommend it to anyone who doesn't have an interest in basketball. But I'm sure it seems everyone will go see it. And the marketing budget is—I've never seen a—I mar- can't remember the last time a movie was publicized like this. Like it's going to break all the records, and LeBron's going to brag about how many um, millions of dollars of tickets are sold. But like, I th- but like yeah. Anchorman Two, the marketing budget is just through the roof. It's he already, amazing.
3: He did that on Twitter. He's, he's like, "This is for my haters," and it's like. The haters weren't saying that it's not gonna make money. They were. The haters are saying that they didn't like the movie.
2: Hmm. But in fairness to LeBron, like if you read the, any comments under his tweets, the pe- people in America—well, I guess worldwide—but the, like the racists that hate LeBron just like hate him so much for no reason. If I was LeBron, I'd want to rub their nose in it at all times.
1: Well, they hate him because he opposes Trump, right, and like stuff like that. But yeah. Shout out to Space Jam too. Overall, I I did enjoy it, but I just thought it was absolute dog tugger And I think the reason it was so frustrating is because you think of what it could have been. In jokes, the script is already written if you're just gonna copy the first one. So like you need a Michael Jordan cameo in
2: there. Like, you know, like you
1: need some NBA, like you need, need some more cameo. Yeah, I agree with poor and more cameos. Even
2: really... Poor poor choice as well for the loads. None of those people were very funny.
1: It was, um, it was clearly a, um, a doomed script from the beginning, though. They fired the director like seven days in, which for a children's film is very funny to me because, <laughs> you know, like when you're directing like Batman or something like that, it's a huge budget and it's stressful and like there's some nutter directors out there. But when you're making a fun Bugs Bunny movie, you think everyone would be happy to come to work every day and enjoy themselves. And I love that it was so toxic they had to fire. They hired a really weird director, by the way, the first director was um, was like an indie director. And then the second director, I think, the guy who ended up making this abomination, was um, literally like LeBron's mate who kind of hasn't directed. He's directed a lot of films, but not nothing much good. What's,
3: what's crazy about the first one is the guy did like pretty much nothing else. He did one movie in 89 called Let It Ride. Then he did Space Jam. <laughs> and then he only did
1: commercials. <laughs> He's like, I've peaked. I've peaked. I've made the perfect film. Um, and Space Jam 1, the, I don't know who the scriptwriters were, but it just felt so much tighter, and Space Jam 2, the number of times they're explaining dialogue they're explaining jokes um, they repeat that the guy's called algorithm it was like, quite painful and could have can been I, like half an hour shorter if they
2: just made a few trims in the edit. You know? Can I
3: just go back to the original Space Jam director, Joe
2: <laughs> Oh, I found an article with Pytke, I'm wondering if it's going to be the same one as you. No, you go Paul?
3: No, I'm just on his Wikipedia and it says he's 82 years old, but the photo on his Wikipedia it says is from 2012, and it's him soaring through the air on a motorbike, supposedly in 2012. Like he would have been like, okay nine years ago. He would have been like in his 70s. Okay,
1: that photo is in black and white. He's wearing a Nazi <laughs> helmet. That photo looks like it's from the 1920s when he was trying to jump out of a concentration camp. And I realized that my a World War One was the World War One happening in 1920s. No, no. Damn it. Okay, forget it. Oh my God, we just found a current day photo of Joe, Joe Pika, and man, that is funny. He looks like a monster who should play the villain in the Space Jam too. No, he
3: looks like an old, um, what's the guy from The Room?
1: <laughs> oh, Tommy so He's bald with long white hair. So bald at the top, and then all his the side bits are long and so, white, and he's in a tuxedo. That is haunting.
2: So I'm going to read you some Pitka quotes, because I think this guy might be an absolute super creep. But um, interestingly, he seems to agree with me and Paul on a lot of things. Okay. Uh, So Pitka referred to the film's soundtrack as, quote, insignificant. Yep, agree. Uh, He says that he doesn't like the, um, he shares that sentiment, aka insignificant, about the the NBA players. Agree. And he said, in short, the truth is that LeBron ain't Michael. Agree. But then he also goes on to decry the fact that Lola Bunny is desexualized, which is (laughs) a weird thing to get upset about. And then says that he really gets on his soapbox about Bugs Bunny, saying he looked like one of those fluffy dolls you buy at an airport shift to bring to your kid when a business trip has taken too long, which is (laughs) A, weirdly specific, and two, isn't that what you want from a kid? Isn't this for kids? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty funny. The, um, my favorite moment from the movie was the stuff.co.nz New Zealand review, which is one of the few positive reviews you can find of the movie on, um, Rotten Tomatoes, which I'm guessing is because they're like in the pocket of the Warner Brothers company or whatever. But, um, the review said it's a love letter to movies and the people who make them. Um, And that's because LeBron travels briefly through other Warner Brothers worlds. And I thought that bit was too short. I thought you could have played more with um, the comedy of LeBron being in Harry Potter, for example. I would have loved to see him in Quidditch just smashing children out the way or something, you know?
3: I was kind of shocked. the, the, The movie's two hours. And the one thing I will say, it didn't feel long to me, but I kind of mean that in a bad way. Like, it felt like they didn't really... Like, there was no sort of. Everything was very quick, it felt like. Like, you know, he meets the Looney Tunes and then he's like, they're like game time. And it's like, he, like, I know JT didn't want time with the Looney Tunes, but there's like, there's this sort of like nothing. There's like, they tried to put so much in so quickly that ultimately there's like nothing in there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was, it was not well shaped. And yeah, it seemed funny the idea that you wanted them to have a a longer story arc connecting with the looney tunes but you are right they need well on the story
2: cool on the storyboard they clearly had a tile that was like okay we'll have 45 minutes where we'll like see all the cool characters from the warner Bar- warner brothers universe but when they started filming it they were like oh we haven't ha- got any cool movies for like 50 years
1: <laughs> um does anyone have any extra um thoughts uh, about the great movie the masterpiece that is space jam 2 i've
2: got two points Get in there. One is absolutely gobsmacked that Anthony Anderson didn't. Why would they not get Anthony Anderson in there?
1: So you're talking about the, the, the actor
2: who's The in- actor. Like, there's so many affiliated N- N- NBA yeah. actors that I think it's criminal they weren't throwing a bone with this.
1: Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't get Kevin Hart. I did like the um, representation. Like, it was cool to see a black villain. They have a good line where, like, the evil computer can be a black guy, which I think they like even referenced that. Like there was a few moments that did feel quite good like that, but um unfortunately they were few and far between. and the way the script was going, they should have moved out of comedy gone full, so social justice because comedy was not uh, their strong suit.
2: Well, speaking of social justice, that's my other point. Uh, like, if'm I, I go to the movies, I love the movies, right? love the yeah. silver screen. I love getting a popcorn, and I love my large frozen coke. Okay, <laughs> I do not. Ex- okay, I'm all for environmental causes, right? Big anti plastic guy, but you cannot just give me a fro a, a paper straw for my frozen coke. I accept that plastics out, but that's don't stop there. Give me, that got soggy halfway through, and I was having to like scoop, like <laughs> like try and get the straw, like whisking it around to get the get the bloody. Ice out. Come on. This criticism doesn't
1: sound like it's related to the movie, but still very valid. Okay. What do you replace? What do you do then, JT? What's the solution? You want to. I've got a solution. Oh, wow.
3: So you get a little kind of plastic, okay, maybe not plastic, a little like Uh, um, wooden carved (laughs) dish, right? (laughs) They give it to you when you order, and you take it and you put it down, and then between sips, you just slide the straw out and you lay it down on the little.
2: Great invention.
3: Yes, and then and then it's back in because I, I I've started thinking just because even with just I get a standard okay. Coke or Fanta and I hold <laughs> off until the last second before putting my straw in. Um, I put it in my pocket, carry it through.
1: So, so Paul, I, I, that's a great idea. A little a little wooden tray that you place the straw on in between sips, and I like that. But the problem with that idea is when you pull the straw out, there's going to be residue coming off and getting on your clothes and getting on the seat.
2: No, but that's why that's why the wooden bowl is like a bowl in the middle and then with a straw holder on the in through the middle so you drip it you like tap it into the bowl to drip <laughs> all the residue then you like okay quietly. don't worry i've
1: got a solution to this though right we'll get a plastic no wait not plastic a um like a uh we'll weave it out of kind of like um like what do you make like a, a traditional moldy mat out of like a flax mm. uh, mat that you put over your um body and legs for the whole movie and that's to catch the drips of the straw to the tray technology, I reckon. What
2: about that? I like it. I'm in.
1: Um, or what about this? I went to the Cook Islands recently, and um, you drank a, a milkshake out of a, um, a brag, brag that I went to the Cook Islands. Very good place. I'd recommend going. You drank it out of a um, bamboo shoot, and I was like, genius. What if, solved.
3: What if, like, like Harry Potter, instead of wands, everyone carried around their own, like, had their own straw. That's people, good. Have that's many cases where they flick it open.
2: Do you, we could make a lot of money selling? Like I'm the sort of guy that would spend big on a custom, like you know, like custom bespoke straw. <laughs> <laughs> There's money in there. A little case, you know, like one of those pool cue cases yes, where yeah. it's like in a third and you like screw it in. Yeah, yeah, and you and you have a, um,
1: and it, and it comes on like a holster that you attach to your belt or. Drink. Oh
2: fuck yeah! Imagine. Um, if I saw a guy at the movies, come down, sit next to me, unscrew, like I open a little display case, screw together a three-part straw, holster, holster it on some sort of chess holster, and then set up his bamboo dipping bowl and straw holder. Fuck. He,
1: still need the he doesn't box. need the dipping
3: bowl. Yeah,
2: because he's, he's a connoisseur. <laughs> yeah,
1: but um, this is actually you know, this <laughs> idea could go viral. Like it would just become this weird meme. Attach it to lanyards as well. It could be big. Um, so final final call on Space Jam takes. Any more hot takes? We're all quite disappointed. I think that's the general takeaway. No,
2: I'm I've I'm been very clear. I liked it.
1: Oh. if you, you edited out the... Wait, wait, wait. wait. <laughs> After the 30 minutes of like diatribe of hate we seem to give it, you're a fan no, of it. No, I was
2: never hating it. If you would edit out the Looney Tunes... And make it clear that LeBron's the, the villain. The
1: main part of the movie. No, nah,
2: they're, yeah, but not, they're the, not. This is the middle part. You get rid of them, and you make it way more obvious that LeBron never. Like, there's a really cool scene. Watch it again. So LeBron's in the spoiler alert for the next minute. Um, LeBron's in the changing room, and he's trying to get the tunes to like play his way. And then Bugs is like, "It's not fun." And it's like, "Oh." And LeBron's like, "Oh, I realized my whole career, I've been like ruining guys." by making them play my way or no else. And it's like destroying all these guys. I've learnt my lesson. He comes back out to the court. He like has a whole lot of fun and it does look fake. And I was like, man, this is maybe LeBron's not a good actor, but I didn't realize how good an actor he really is. Sort of looks wooden. Dom, Dom LeBron's son in the movie looks over and it's like, oh wow, dad's having fun. Maybe he's learned his lesson. And then everyone's having a great time. And then LeBron stops having fun, looks at LG, the villain and, like, gives him, like, a real villain, like, bad look. And you're like, oh, my God, LeBron isn't having fun at all. He's just, like, doing this all as a ruse. All he cares about is dominating his opponent. <laughs> and I thought, wow, great movie.
1: What a film. What a <laughs> flick. Uh, give it a star, a star score out of, out of five, JT. Mm,
2: like, one. It was still, like, absolute
0: shit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Four out of five? Yeah, I'm going one as well. Yeah, I'll give it i um, I'll give it, I'll give it a, a half a star. Um, just before we go, I just cracked a high again. Just before we go, I'd like to wear NBA uh, the 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 Olympics. But if anyone's got anything else I want to talk about, we've got a couple of minutes left.
2: Nah, hate the Olympics, but let's talk about
0: it.
1: You hate the Olympics? No, but I just, I've had this chat with a lot of people. You hate it because ethically they're bad,
2: right? Oh, I just think it's, no, I just think it's dumb. It's like just, it's just like, so oh, I just think it's the dumbest thing ever. Can I sell this- you?
1: Can I sell you on Olympic basketball? Because Kevin Durant's there, the NBA, the, the, the America have a lot of injuries and don't have necessarily their, their best team, but they've got close to it. They could select, you know, Popovich could select whoever he wants. The USA lost their first game to a, you've got to rewatch that game if you haven't seen it, JT, to France. It's a really exciting game to see Fournier just light it up.
3: Pure magic.
1: Australia are the favourites. Luka Doncic, do you know that, do you want, can I spoil that result? Yeah, that's fun. Luka Doncic dropped like, what did he drop today, like 40? 50. 50? 50? Yeah. I'll like, this, is, this is in a FIBA game, that is insane. The games are so fun, they over in two hours. Like this is there's six teams that could legitimately now, win so, this.
2: Yeah, so but I've got no issue with international basketball. But we don't need Olympic like I don't need all the other shit that comes with the Olympics. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you me don't me have, have cool to watch sports. that, JT. You don't have to watch that.
2: But then it's not the Olympics. You're just saying, do I like international basketball? Then, yeah. I guess.
1: No, no, no. But the Olympic basketball is better than everything else because the NBA players actually play. Um, and I will say that if you ever, if you don't know, watch the, the road cycling, then you're missing out. And also the um, mountain biking today was great. There's a lot of good stuff in the Olympics. You've just got to dig through a lot of taekwondo bullshit to find it. Taekwondo, I think. What's the bad sport? Or is it judo? The one where they just kick each other in the stomach and they're wearing big pads. That's horrible. But there's a lot of good... The, the Simone... Biles, is, is it Simone? Simone Biles. Simone Biles, and the um, and watching her do her flips and it's amazing, amazing.
2: Hey, quick question before I say the next thing I'm going to say, yeah. uh, <laughs> what what are like liable or defamation war defamation laws in New Zealand? Can uh, I say whatever I want.
1: Yeah, you can basically say anything, but oh, it, I actually did a story on this, and I've kind of I've kind of forgotten, but like, yeah, if you're damaging someone's reputation with with lies, then you can you can be sued. But it's very, very difficult to prove in most cases. It, it very rarely happens in New Zealand. Continue.
2: Okay, let me... I'm just going to ask a question then. Yeah. Is a four-second improvement in a swim time, like, that's pretty unbelievable without some sort of performance-enhancing? It's eh?
1: massive, massive, yeah.
2: Are we... Is there any suspicion?
3: Well,
1: well I
2: the don't know.
3: New Zealand know. guy?
2: Uh... I believe, and I, I don't follow the Olympics at all, so my only Olympics yeah, knowledge comes listen. from like hearsay. Yeah. and I, I overheard someone in a meeting say that that 17-year-old swimmer from New Zealand bet, betted her um, previous personal best by four seconds in the qualifier.
1: Yeah, yeah. So there's a, lot, there's a lot of there's a lot of New Zealanders like that, and um, yeah. So so what you're doing here, JT, just so people who at home can tell. You're accusing your own country's national no, am no, not accusing,
2: not accusing.
1: State-sponsored doping.
3: <laughs> I'm going to jump on and do it as well. It's absolutely a red flag of that huge of an improvement. Like if you look at Usain Bolt back in um before the 2008 Beijing when he kind of burst onto the scene, mm. you'll see that like he just made a massive jump. Okay, but, and it's the
1: same here. But, and also there was a male swimmer for New Zealand who also in one year before qualifying did like a huge jump as well. But I will say this to defend it. A, New Zealand, we don't have enough money and we're not smart enough to do drugs. I don't think you need money. And um, okay, okay. And here, here's, here's, the, here's the other thing that I'll say to defend New Zealand. These guys are very young. And so at young levels, they're going quickly. And, um, and the other thing I'll say is that um, uh, COVID missed a year. So these people haven't been timed since 2019. That's so good, That is a
3: good point. There's been it, like a, a year and a yeah.
1: half. It's a 17-year-old. So their last time was when they were like almost 15. Like it's crazy. Yeah. But yeah. But, but multiple New Zealand swimmers have had big jumps. And I've been loving it. If anything, they haven't won. So if anything, I'm like, New Zealand swimmers, if you're listening, more oh, drugs. Get it in Yeah.
3: I really hope New Zealanders don't. Really, I'd really like to um, find
2: <laughs> out. I'd love New Zealand to be in a scandal of that. Shit, yeah. And no one would ever accuse us of, anyway. Like, nah. no one do you, know,
1: do you know who's not doping? Our cycling team? Those guys were bullshit. What about that guy who dropped out like halfway through the race? Did he not know how long the race Did he not know cycling was hard?
2: What's going on? Do we have a fencer? Fencing's a f- cool sport. I'd watch that.
1: Nah, fence. It, it, you say that until you actually watch it. The idea of fencing is cool, and the way it is in movies is cool. I had that today. Watching it is bad.
3: I had that today with. um. Handball in my head, I always thought handball was awesome, and then watching it today, it seems like a game you invented, like or someone in your PE class invented, and your teacher was like, "Okay, we'll play it," but the rules just kind of haven't. But like they just pass it and they're just running yeah. around, like, and then they just seem to <laughs> run in and just barrel someone over and chuck it as yeah. hard as they can. Like it doesn't seem well. It's like through. basketball
1: without like any rules, yeah, and or or excitement or. Um, brown people.
2: Hey, speaking. Of, I was gonna. I was gonna make a bad joke, but I won't. Um, speaking of great sports, do the joke. Uh, no, I was gonna speak, speak of no brown people, and then talk about ice hockey. But I don't know if that's true. <laughs> it's, or definitely,
1: not. it's definitely okay. true. Definitely true. Yeah.
2: But how much? How not Olympics, but how much fun did we all have at the ice hockey?
1: Oh, it was great, amazing. If you're in yes. New Zealand and you want to see some ice hockey, and you live in one of the three towns that actually has a team, then go check it out because it's it's it, seeing ice hockey up close. Is great.
2: We watched is that at Winter Olympics? Yeah.
1: We watched the Botany
3: Swarm beat the West Auckland Admirals 2-1. Thrilling game. Gutted,
1: because we're all big admirals here. We're adm- Admiral Admirers is what they call the fans. I think
2: Paul might be a Swarm head. No, uh, yeah, maybe I am. Maybe I am a Swarm guy
1: um but I'm... just just back jt are you out of the olympic basketball or you're not watching it is that what you're saying
2: i don't i won't watch any olympics i'm just not i just don't care
1: oh man you're a mad you're a mad dog it's the pinnacle of most sport. even track and field you're a mad dog i don't care Ronnie, oh, so i
2: don't i hate any uh, no, okay these are the sports that i'll tolerate that I, I like um i like 100 meters i love the relay the relay is the best yeah. sport on the planet it's the purest
1: is it, it can, not annoying though america basically wins all of them though is that not annoying? Uh, not
2: to the last not last 16 years not since usain
1: oh well, okay yeah jamaica's uh, jamaica's got as good drugs as america so they're they're out there too yeah
2: but um as a sport the most purest sport you can get teamwork and individual uh, i like diving i like gymnastics and i like fencing
1: <laughs> it sounds like you like like 50 percent of
2: the olympics the most i just hate the most thing i hate the most about the olympics is how they like have these desperate grabs at attention like getting skateboarding in there no kid no 14 year old is like on tiktok scrolling and being like oh whoa cool dude did you oh the skateboarding's at the olympics i'm gonna now watch terrestrial tv like an old person for eight hours a day Bro,
1: this will make you die um next olympics in paris they're introducing breakdancing
2: Oh my God! How is good like is that? Ninety-year-olds like Google. What's cool in the world? <laughs> yeah. They
1: should. Um. They should. Uh. Like introduce TikTok synchronized dancing as an event at. Um. Brisbane 2028 or whatever. Um. 22. But I mean, this is, this Olympics is a pandemic. Rio they flattened. Um. Poor people's villages to build them and spray tear gas people outside the stadiums. Um, the next one's in China. Like, I feel like this could be the death of Olympics anyway. One, two, one. And I love the Olympic basketball. So I'd love to pod again about the basketball. But JT, you might not be on it. I Tune into the basketball,
2: JT. It's a good... It's, okay, yeah, I'll wait. watch it for the pod.
1: Yeah, good commitment. You did Space Jam and now you do the basketball. I love you, bro. Um, thanks to everyone for listening. No, no one's got any final comments to get in there?
2: Um, I just had one question. Who do you think is going to win MVP next year NBA?
1: Wow,
2: I mean, usually we save that for like the season preview. But...
1: Nah, get in there now. Get in there now. Get an early one. You can do. You can. You can reset it. You can reset it. Um, MVP next year. I mean, I picked Luca this year and I was miles off, but based on the fact that he scored fifty points in the Olympics today, I'd probably go. I'd probably go. Luca is just on such a rise, and he'll be on such a tear after like the heartbreak of, you know, a bad playoff, um, defeat. Luca, I reckon.
2: Damn, that was going to be my one, Paul. <laughs> it, was, it was the
1: fight. Fa- He's probably the favorite. I'll go, Giannis. Wait, has nah. he done- no,
3: he didn't win this year. Um, yeah, well, I'm- yeah, I guess I'll go, Giannis. as my first thought. Okay.
1: No, Damn, I, I am w-
3: Steph Curry. To- he- he- Steph Curry, he- he- great he- pick.
1: Here's a question: Players don't really. I feel like LeBron's had some goes at it. Like, I feel like LeBron, if he didn't get injured, he was definitely going for it this year, and probably would have at least finished second in voting. But like players don't go for it. Like I'd, I'd probably put Durant in there, but like he's just not going to play enough games and not care enough to do it. You know?
2: I think Harden went for it and did, but because Harden didn't realize he like people, he was never going to get it. Like he'd have to. It's crazy that Harden. Harden's never won, right?
1: No, he he must he won, have won one. He won one.
2: Ah, uh, sure. he won one, but he deserved three.
1: Yeah, maybe, maybe.
2: Um, yeah. I think look, I think LeBron would have got it, and even if LeBron wasn't the best player, LeBron like had that. On lock if he just hadn't got injured, and they'd still got a reasonable.
1: This year or standing
2: year. Yeah. This year, this year. He was
1: he was he, he was looking pretty good. It I, was
3: I disagree. More so. Oh, you hate LeBron? No, no, no. But it's like it's, it should be stats, right? Lakers had the best. Lakers Lakers had the best here. Lakers had the best record. And he yeah, was playing he's very well. Second, he's their second best player. You can't. You can't. You got to be the most. In memorable. the in
1: the in the regular season, he was he was on track. He was looking okay. good. Well, Anthony Davis is
3: traditionally someone who puts up crazy stats on a team that's like middling.
1: Um, well, it shouldn't be that, but that's what, that's what it is.
3: Oh. Um, I, my prediction, I, I, was, I was wrong this year. I thought the Warriors were going to bounce back this year.
2: Next year, they're going to bounce back. No,
1: Paul, two years ago, you said the Warriors were going to bounce back. And then yes. this year, you said they're going to bounce back. And now you can't do it three years in a row. It's a
2: big bounce. It's more like a skimming stone. Skimming, skim back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, are the Warriors gonna be back?
1: They're in a bit of trouble, right? Because they can't
2: They gotta like, offload James Wiseman.
1: They got Wiseman and they got Wiggins, right? And it's like you get rid of Wiggins, but why do you get rid of them? You know, you're not gonna get Simmons for him. Like, what do you like Wiggins they, is can't, Wiggins can't, is good in their system, but like you can't get you kind of want to upgrade. Yeah, it's they're quite in a bit of a tricky situation, the Warriors. But I don't I think they're gonna be all right, but yeah. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. I don't
3: know why who, who would they want instead of Wiggins?
1: Well, just I don't know, a better player? like someone who contribute in the playoffs and yeah, I don't know. Just someone. Yeah. I don't know. Um, any final comments? Almost there. Bloody lovely. Well, thanks to everyone who listened. We sincerely appreciate it. Uh, my name's Guy. I'm joined by my brother, Paul.
0: Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank.
2: So just wanna check just want to check whether you do that, Paul. Uh,
3: no, I don't I don't do it.
1: Yeah,
2: cool. Okay. Good to check though. Um so are we are we doing international are we doing an international basketball episode?
1: Oh I I I am enjoying it so we'll, much, we'll I'd do, love to. It'll be
3: international basketball and season um postseason awards
2: for Oh the... yep, yeah, I'm in. I'm in. Oh, and, and so hey, we'll, and guys,
1: we'll... the draft is in like three days.
2: Oh yeah, oh, we could combo draft then. That'll be action packed. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we'll do we'll do a post draft
3: analysis as well. Yeah, so I've, I've done. I'm doing. I'm currently doing my ranking system. Paul's
1: sure, There's, some, the there's some
2: great names. At the, there's some really good names at the top of that draft.
1: I cannot wait to analyse right. them in depth. JT, sign out.
2: JT signing out.
1: See you later and goodbye.
2: See ya.